Hello, and welcome to Podcast Abbreviated, where we break down the best podcasts into short episodes so you can discover new hosts and new podcasts and simply get to the best stuff faster. The oldest form of leverage is labor, which is people working for you. The second type of leverage is capital. It's the one that people have used to get fabulously wealthy in the last centuries. The most interesting and the most important form of leverage is this idea of products that have no marginal cost of replication. This is the new form of leverage. It got started with the printing press. It accelerated broadcast media. And now it's really blown up with the internet and with code. So now you can multiply your efforts without having to involve other humans and without needing money from other humans. This newest form of leverage is where all the new fortunes are made. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Podcast Abbreviated. This is Tim. And this is Chris. This is part six of the Naval podcast called How to Maximize the Newest Form of Leverage. Leverage is like a seesaw. What you're able to do is get more output with the same amount of input. That's how I've been visualizing it. Is that how you see it? Yeah, that's exactly how I see it, where you can put in it's the same amount of effort, but the more leverage that you have, the more return that you get. And so what he's specifically talking about is that there's multiple ways to do this. Tim, how have we used a leverage in podcast abbreviated in order to help launch us? I think that was at the core of how we started. A, we are taking media, which has a low marginal cost of replication. People can listen to this. It can get a million views or a hundred views, and it costs us the same amount to make it. Two, for our video abbreviations, we are using existing footage out there. It's footage that is intentional, well shot, and thoughtful, but for a monthly fee, we get an unlimited amount of stock footage. And that has allowed us to make a lot more content than we would have otherwise. When you're thinking about applying your specific knowledge and where that fits in the market, what this video and audio is talking about is where to apply that in the market. The answer is you don't have to do something that uses this marginal cost of replication idea. It doesn't have to be something in technology. However, if you want it to contain the leverage that is needed in order to generate what he calls outsized returns, then you do want to operate in this space. If you apply that specific knowledge in this domain, you're setting yourself up for the opportunity to, to deliver the value of what you're doing to the most amount of people possible and doing it without having to keep working on each one, which is the key. And Tim, can you talk about how you've been able to use low marginal cost of replication for success? Yeah, I mean, this concept really spoke to me because my day job effectively is to run a video production company. And that's a service industry where what we are doing is we are selling our time for money. We get hired to make a documentary. I spend hours on that production and then we get paid for that. So the amount of money that we make is a direct linear relationship between the amount of time spent on projects and the amount of money coming in. So the more time we spend, the more money we make, which is great. When I hire new people, I'm able to make more money because then we are spending more time on the projects. The problem is that it, there's a linear relationship between the amount of time. That is not a low marginal cost endeavor. It's quite a high marginal cost endeavor because the cost to make one more video, to do one more interview, to create one more documentary or one more advertisement, it's quite high. But 
recently when the pandemic hit, we had to figure out how to do productions when we aren't in person. So we developed a remote production kit. We send a kit with everything you need to film an interview to you, and then we control the kit from afar. And you might ask, how is that any closer? Well, the cost to do that in terms of my time is much less. I'm not traveling to the location. I'm able to send a kit, sit at my computer. I don't have to go anywhere. I can still control it or I can hire people and train them on how to do that. And the cost goes down slightly, but that's not really what he's talking about yet here. What he's really talking about is you want a near zero cost for each additional unit to be created. And that's what we're doing here with podcasts abbreviated. This podcast can be listened to a hundred times, a thousand times, 10 million times, and it didn't cost us any more for each additional person who consumed it. What do you think about this idea that he said that labor is the worst form of leverage? Uh, a lot of people have people that work for them and that's how companies grow. He says it's the worst. The oldest form of leverage is labor, which is people working for you. So instead of me lifting rocks, I can have 10 people lift rocks. Then just by my guidance on where the rocks should go, a lot more rocks get moved than I could do myself. But I would argue that this is the worst form of leverage that you could possibly use. Managing other people is incredibly messy. It requires tremendous leadership skills. It's incredibly competed over. So you really want to stay out of labor-based leverage. Why is that the worst form of leverage? It seems to be the first thing people want to do when they're starting an endeavor. So you only have a certain amount of time in the day. What do you do? You hire somebody in order to take care of the things that you can't do anymore. But the problem with that is, number one, you have to manage that person through not only the personal stuff, but you have to manage their expectations along the way. So as you're growing, you're keeping them along. And yes, they'll have the experience from what you're doing. And so that's good. But sooner or later, you're going to either need to pay them more, which might increase your costs so much so that you're not gonna be able to operate in the long term, or you're gonna need to give them a piece of the equity, which if they're offering something so valuable that you can't get it elsewhere, well, guess what they're doing? They're applying their specific knowledge and you may need to give them that equity, but ultimately you wanna be able to run things with as little amount of people as possible, hopefully just yourself, but only include the smartest people around you to work with. I think this is a good example of what we're doing right now. I mean, you and I are friends. We would probably be on the phone on a weekend talking about ideas anyway, but suddenly by introducing this microphone that's in my hand and sitting in my studio office and recording this conversation, I'm spending the same amount of time that I would have anyway talking to you about this, but now we can provide value to others who want to hear somebody digest and work through these topics. And it's just such a cool way to use technology. Literally a microphone is technology, literally the recording software is. And honestly, it's not that expensive either. We haven't spent more than a couple hundred bucks on making sure that this studio setup is gonna work. If you are out there and you have ideas and you're already talking to people about it, why not record it? Why not put it online? Why not spend some time thinking about the conversation a little bit ahead of time so that it can be something useful to others and get it out there? And that seems like so many people these days are getting wealthy, just making YouTube channels, making podcasts, etc. And I want to make sure that everyone understands that it's not just video that you can do here. You can upload a PDF and if people can get value from that PDF and you can sell it for a low amount, then 
create the PDF, invest the time, invest the energy, upload it once and watch the returns come. And then another point is that you can start small. You don't have to roll out a giant curriculum. Obviously, the more you have, there's the potential for more value. But if you can create small chunks of value, deliver that, have it be valuable enough for five, $10, you can keep continually make those five, $10 from that one asset and you can just sit back and wait for it. And so it does seem like a huge investment to create something like this, but it doesn't have to be. You can do it with bite-sized chunks. Tim, you got anything else? That's all for now. I'm just excited that we get to talk about these important ideas. And I hope you check out the full podcast because Naval really dives in and elaborates on these points in a really profound way. And I think it'd be really useful for people to understand these concepts. Thanks, everyone. Until next time. <laughs>